Welcome into the Esports Network Podcast. Here, of course, your host, Kevin Correa, talking the latest and greatest happenings within the esports industry, always giving you the unique perspectives uh, from just around the, the the industry. Really, we're talking to players, coaches, executives, content creators, people behind the scenes working production. And, of course, a unique perspective that we really haven't touched on before is the perspective of the parents of these competitors, these players in the scene, and here to join me today to talk about that a little bit more and dive into what they're doing this this upcoming holiday season. Let's welcome in Ann Fish, the mother of Fortnite pro Benji Fish, and Johnny Anderson, the father of another Fortnite pro, Mr. Savage. So guys, I want to thank you on for coming. Uh, and I understand you have a big flight coming out to DreamHack Sweden tomorrow, so I want to thank you for taking time out of your packing to come and, and talk to us about uh, <laughs> this no book today. No, it's my pleasure to come. Yeah, and and hopefully we can share some information that will help other parents and players. And Johnny, I know you're out in LA, so I know you're you're busy as well. Probably having the early mornings with uh, with that trip out there. So I hope you uh, had enough of a pleasurable trip to join us today as well. Yeah, it's nice weather in LA uh, as opposed to Norway. It's colder. <laughs> so yeah, and my, my son Martin, Mr. Savage, is joining me next week. Oh, awesome! So that's good. So I, uh, you get yeah. to see your son for the for for uh, for a good long while there. I know both seventeen years old. They're both professionals in the industry. It's kind of insane to think about. Of course, uh, Benji Fish. Uh, he obviously played Fortnite for NRG. He's a four time World Cup qualifier and Mr. Savage content creator and Fortnite pro with Hundred Thieves, I believe. So the, yeah. you guys have some some real bona fide esports professionals with your, within your uh, your household. So again, uh, pleasure having you guys on to talk about uh, what you guys have coming up. So let's talk about what you guys have coming up. You guys have a pair of book releases coming up. I know uh, both of you worked on the first one that we're going to talk about, which is the, uh, I believe it's called the Build It Like Benji Fish and Mr. Savage, the unofficial Fortnite esports guide for players and parents. And that's, we'll get into that a little bit. So you've really... You both had sons who began and are still competing in the industry, working uh, in esports for a while now. What was the inspiration for wanting to share your story, you know, pull the curtain back a little bit for people who may find themselves in your situation? Let's start with, with Johnny, of course. Um, I think um, my son has his had this breakthrough in late 2018. And it was like coming into a, a whirlwind, a storm, a tornado, because it was so much happening at, at once. Uh, for the first, you have the contracts, eSport organizations um, reached out to him. So he had like five to 10 to choose between. And what, what is an eSport organization? How do you handle that as a parent? What are the contra contractual elements? So uh, into, into 2019, it was kind of, I had learned so much. And I thought uh, I had a full-time job. I was working, I was working evenings, uh, working weekends with my son. Uh, and I, I thought to myself, we need to kind of write a book about this to share with other parents and also other supporters of our players and also the players themselves, because th there's not much, much real information for kind of young players out there to, to thrive in this environment and to learn how to, to attack this. So that was my first thought uh, back then, but it didn't get kind of realized until I started talking with Anne, maybe a year later or something. I don't know. I don't remember Anne. <laughs> uh, and we met, Anne and me met quite early uh, because Benji and Martin, they were duo partners. So we have been working since I think maybe February 2019 or something. Yeah. 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 
Oh, wow. So, so you, uh, I'm sure Annie had similar experience on your end. How, what was the inspiration behind wanting to uh, come together and, and release a book detailing your perspectives, your experiences with uh, a son in esports? I mean, it was very similar to Johnny. Um, initially, um, I say Benji signed with Energy back in March 2019. We then uh, met uh Johnny and his family and Martin, etc. Um, and so literally, as Johnny said, it was a bit of a whirlwind. We, we were learning, you know, literally as we were going along, there wasn't actually any information out there for us to be able to, to find. Obviously, the both boys went to World Cup. Um, for me, it sparked more sort of like writing the book was during the COVID sort of pandemic when not much was happening we were at home uh johnny reached out to me and suggested that um we should do something i was already mentoring um and advising sort of like parents and players just on an individual basis and so it was a sort of logical progression for us to then sort of try and put something together that would would help help people in general no for sure and so i mean uh, for somebody who like, I've, I've never written a book, I've never had mm. the chance to look over how that process works. How was how long did that process take from the initial idea of like, hey, we should come together and, and write this book to, you know, rough drafts to edits, re-edits, final approval. And now you guys are on track for, I believe, uh, a Thursday or, or sometime soon this holiday season release. Mm. So, yeah, I, I can answer that. Um, I think I think we started working hard on the book like uh, in July last year mm -hmm. yeah um so the first drafts i think it has been around 30 rounds with drafts uh different chapters and everything and of course most intensely the last like three months uh, before the launch launch now um so yeah and, and i have always had a genuine wish to write a book sometime in in my life so this was kind of the opportunity i was waiting for but um the main reason is to help others, mm -hmm. players, parents, other supporting uh, members of the, the players' team, uh, uncles, whatever, um, to help these players maneuver this terrain. Mm. For sure. And, and yeah, it, it probably has been about sort of 15 months or something of, of quite hard work, sort of wow. putting, putting the ideas together and then working out also things like design coming up with the designs and how you're going to do it and sort of etc yeah. so there there have been a lot of drafts and changes so yeah, because it's, it's a graf well. graphical book mm -hmm. uh, it's a it's, it's a lot of it's a like a couple of photos on each each page so it's it's full color and everything and just picking the, the right photos digging the archives um yeah quite fun uh quite a lot of work uh, and we're targeting kind of players that maybe don't read books. Mm -hmm. So I, I saw a tweet uh, one day, uh, a player that actually said, this may be the only book I'm, I'm going to read. Wow. So we're hoping kind of, kind of reach out to that mm -hmm. audience. Uh, if they don't read every word, uh, just browse through the book, uh, read what you are interested in. I think you will find something for everyone here. For sure. So obviously book titled Build It Like Benji Fish and Mr. Savage, the unofficial Fortnite esports guide for players and parents. Again, that's that book's title. Um, I mean, what kind of topics do you guys go over in this in this guide and what kind of topics do you hope people walk away from really thinking like, well, that's something I hadn't really thought about? Let's start with with Anne. It literally covers everything that um, that 
parents or players would need to know about um, being a professional esports player. So going from, you know, what organisations about um, the support teams that work within the organisations, something that's very um, key to my sort of like whole philosophy is actually getting parents to understand that, there are transferable skills that you can learn uh, with the gaming. It's not a lot of parents just there's this whole misperception that uh, gaming is just very much, you know, kids, it's a hobby. They just sit there playing all the time, but there are these transferable skills. Um, you know, they're learning about leadership skills, communication skills, you know, etc. Um, in addition to that, um, the world of education is also involved as well. So for example, in the UK, um, there are now esports uh, courses that you can do. Um, you can go to university and do degrees on esports, but covering sort of like the wider range of um, topics about the behind the scenes and the production side of esports. Um, in the US, for example, you can get full full scholarships now. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually understanding <laughs> that. Uh, whilst they are sitting there and learning and, and sort of playing a game, they can actually use that not just in esports, but in other careers as well. And one of the things that's in there is like, for example, we've teamed up with Hitmarker. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's information about, you know, those we've, we've teamed up with some of the colleges, et cetera. So giving information about the different courses that you can take. So, and then going on and, and, understanding what is involved in being a professional player so you know making sure you're keeping healthy the mental attitude side what equipment um the boys use etc and and how it's set up sort of like with a dual pc setup or um so quite a wide range of topics yeah and and to add to that uh, also this topic about balancing uh, education Mm. because Within Fortnite, the, the, the players are young. Mm-hmm. They go to school and it's mandatory. Uh, so how to balance that? And I think that's, that's a topic where players struggle, uh, parents struggle. Uh, and both me and Anne have struggled mm-hmm. with our, our boys. So um, it's not an easy answer, I think. But we, we try to kind of put light on some perspectives in the book. Um, so maybe get a discussion going between the player and the parent. And yeah, because if they don't talk together, Mm -hmm. they don't make progress. So so there are solutions, um, but it's not necessarily easy, easy, achievable. For sure, for sure. And obviously, this is something, you know, these are young teens competing for, you know, potentially thousands of million, you know, millions of dollars or pounds or, you know, whatever currency people want to use nowadays. And it's just, it's something that we don't think about very often is that these kids have had to leave behind a few studies or, or have discussions with their parents, very hard discussions about these kinds of things. And I know you mentioned you both had struggles. And so I know, I know, Anne, you, you uh, raised your son pretty much uh, as a single mother. I mean, can you guys talk about these struggles a little bit more and, and, and what exactly your personal journeys were like having to raise a child in, in an environment where it's 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 a new frontier it's a new mm-hmm. industry let's start with uh with Anne, i suppose yeah i mean for from um sort of the whole balancing education obviously that mm-hmm. was i was very important to me that you know key that benji sort of had a good education but at the time um he was then he qualified for world cup um and so therefore i knew that 
um, he was being given a huge opportunity and that he needed to compete on a level playing field with other players that were also competing. And so I did go to the school and look at various options as to whether we could um, reduce some of his lessons. So he wasn't in there literally full time. He could sort of like drop some of the subjects um, at least for a period of time. Um, Unfortunately, that wasn't um, an option that was open to me. So I then ended up making the decision to actually homeschool him by getting tutors in. So not me actually tutoring himself, but um, I was already at the time working um, partly for a a company called Tutor Doctor. Um, And so therefore I was already involved in home tutoring um, because I was helping do recruitment for tutors. So therefore it was a natural progression. I already had contacts, you know, for them to be able to come out. So, um, and we found that that worked much better because then you, I could have people come in around his training sessions. um, And then obviously a lot of the tournaments took place late at night. So they are quite nocturnal. They don't go to bed till like two, three in the morning. I mean, even yesterday, <laughs> the tournament state, I didn't even finish. I was doing the NA East Trio Clash Cup myself, mm-hmm. and that didn't finish till like 2.30. Wow. So, you know, then expecting them to be able to get up at six o'clock to go to school, it, it's, a, it's a lose-lose situation because they're just going to be too tired. So um, being able to do the home- homeschooling did help a great deal. For sure. And so obviously you detail that more in, in, in the book you're releasing. Mm-hmm. You're into things. Uh, Let's go Benji yeah. Fish's Fortnite journey, which is uh, also releasing this holiday season. So uh, awesome to hear that you'll, you'll go a little bit more in depth in, in the struggles that you face as a mother there as well. But Johnny, what, what struggles did you face kind of um, going through this new, this new market for, for, for entertainment for, for kids, I guess. I mean, what did you kind of have to focus on throughout your journey with, with Mr. Savage with Martin? I think, um, when you reach a certain level uh, in esports, you need to be considered as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a lot of hours involved. Uh, I, I don't think one day has enough hours to do to kind of contain what a player wants to do. So you need to be smart about it. Um, and school into that mix, it's, it's kind of hard. We, we were fortunate though because uh, Martin went to a, a private Montessori school in mm-hmm. Norway. And they were very, very flexible. So, so he, he was allowed to start late in the morning. Uh, he was homeschooled, kind of. The teachers helped us, the parents. Um, so he could kind of get school in the evenings uh, and, and, and stuff. So I think you could say that um, till he was 15 and, and, and kind of finished with the mandatory schooling, he was kind of half homeschooled, half Montessori schooled. And it worked out quite well. So, but he, we went into full time after monetary school uh, last year. Okay. Wow. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's impressive. I mean, just to have that kind of flexibility is, is is a great, great, uh, great blessing. And so obviously uh, both of you've been involved uh, with, with your son's careers and, and you've been involved in the space for a little bit now. And obviously you both work with tech and, and I know, uh, and I know I want to congratulate because you you signed a deal with, with galaxy racer, I believe (laughs) to join them as one of the first mom, uh, uh, the content creators. So congratulations for that. Johnny, obviously you're you're a CTO for a development platform, which is great as well. But um, I guess for other parents or families, looking in and seeing you support your children through their esports careers, maybe not, not just uh, parents and other families, but, you know, friends, 
family, friends, other, uh, you know, people within your, your, your circle of influence, what was their reaction? Like when you said like, I'm supporting my son through their esports industry, were they, were they kind of just uh, a little bit like, Oh, that's, that's, that's kind of flabbergasted or were they more supportive of you supporting your son? Let's start with, uh, with Anne, of course. Um, I've always had, in terms of my friends, I've always had a very good support network around me. So obviously they have lived through the whole process literally from, you know, day one right the way through. So it was for them, it was sort of like a natural progression. They they know I've always been there out there helping, supporting, not not just Benji, but, you know, I've got another son, Charles, mm-hmm. um, in his music career and things and whatever. So, um, so, yeah, it's sort of been a natural progression. But, um, yes, I mean, that, that supportive thing, I think – when I explain to parents who are not familiar with esports or the world of Fortnite or even what Twitch or streaming is about, they they just don't understand it. They, they've got no concept really as to what it is about. So there's this huge education sort of side that, you know, trying to explain to uh, parents exactly what their children do do um and sort of what streaming and content creation as well as you know what is involved in being a professional um athlete or esports player is 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 about so um it's good that it opens up the conversations um i actually think with having the covid pandemic um a lot of things did go online so for example people were starting parents were instead of going out to have you know, an evening out with their friends, they would actually be online via Zoom, say, or, you know, even having, you know, drinks parties, you know, online or, um, you know, games evenings and things. So I think that has started the conversation as well with parents starting to be able to understand that there is this big social world that the that children do have, that their teenagers do have. It's not that they are sitting there on their own in their room, you know, that there is a huge community out there. Um, and, that, and that's something that I've experienced while I've been streaming as well. Mm-hmm. So I've got all my Discord groups, you know, I'm there chatting sort of to them in the evenings. We've had karaoke evenings. We've had, you know, sitting there gaming, you know, etc. So, um, I'm really enjoying that side and, and having that community um, while, you know, through Discord and other platforms while I'm streaming, etc. Of course. Yeah. And, and Johnny, I'm sure your support system, uh, how, how was their reaction like when they heard that you were kind of like supporting your son through his esports career? What was, uh, I guess, your support system and, and reactions from outside that system? What was that like? Um, I would say that was good received because I always been supportive of my children. Uh, both me and my wife has kind of followed them on every soccer training, every soccer match uh, through, through the years. So it's kind of kind of natural step. Um, so I think the main thing for parents, as as, um, as Anne touched upon, is is to realize that it's it's a very social thing. Mm-hmm. Gaming is very social, uh, and esports the same. And um, of course, you, you, the first thing you learn as a parent, you don't interrupt online games. That's kind of basic. Uh, that, that's a basic message. Uh, yes. So you need to talk with your kid about that uh, to kind of, when do you end the game? When do you end the practice session? 
uh, and then kind of work around that. Because when you're on a soccer field, you can see when they're playing. You, can, you don't go, go into the field and stop the match to get your kid out. <laughs> so uh, you need to kind of get into that area, that field, and, and kind of try to understand. Maybe sit down with, with your kid, uh, a teenager, um, uh, try to understand a little bit about that. And it's kind of a generation gap uh, mm-hmm. between parents and players here. Of course, younger parents would probably understand, understand better than older parents, but that, that's a kind of basic thing. And I would also say that my, my workplace as a CTO uh, has been very supportive mm. um, because I was 100% employed, of course, uh, and a lot of work. And then kind of the amount of work for Martin started to increase and I had to decrease the amount of CTO work. So uh, for right now, my, Martin is my, my boss. <laughs> so to speak, uh, and we were f- very fortunate to kind of um, be able to do that. Of course, so yeah, no, for sure. And so uh, I'm curious. You mentioned something earlier, Johnny, about you know needing to reclassify these these younger these young players as as athletes. Um, it's something that a lot of people don't realize. It's a lot of hours that go into it. It's it's a totally different work ethic and lifestyle than a lot of other traditional jobs. I mean, what's something that people really need to kind of recognize about these younger esports players as they're coming up when they're, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old that, you know, most of us or most people in general don't really realize. I think, I think that the players that make it, then they they work hard. Mm-hmm. They work systematic. They have a certain discipline because what we talk about also in the mental attitude, uh, uh, chapter is, is how hard it is because this it, is a social thing this is a positive but it's also negative because there are teams forming t- teams are breaking up mm-hmm. and it's like not being part of that team um, maybe you wake up in the morning and you're not part of the team anymore not part mm-hmm. of the, the, the trio or, or, or squad of four um, so um, it requires a certain mental strength I think to make it to the real top uh, a lot of practice hours. Uh, you have social media, which is kind of also tough with negative comments and, and things. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of meeting all this and uh, how to support your kid in, in all these things that's going on. And it, and it, when they take off, um, it, it exploded with comments, social media posts, uh, YouTube videos. Uh, how do you deal with that? So uh, I, can, I think in, in the foundation, you need to kind of have a good values. So for Martin, it's, it's, it's the basic thing within the family is, Martin, go have fun. Go have fun. That, that's the more, most important thing. Um, he wants to interact with his fans. Of course, he likes to kind of tweet. He likes to meet them in real life. Um, and then in the end, he wants to win. So he's very competitive. Um, so, but, but the fun and mm-hmm. keeping healthy. Uh, don't eat too much uh, junk food. Uh, keep a balance in your life. That's, that's the kind of thing that I and my wife as parents do. Um, so after a, after a cup or something, we don't necessarily talk about the cup. We mm-hmm. try to normalize things. So um, back home, uh, he has his own room and he has his studio with his uh, setup for gaming, at two different rooms. Uh, in his home bed, home room, there's nothing about gaming. It's Martin. Mm. It's like being, being Martin. And then when he goes into gaming setup, it's being Mrs. Savage. 
And the rest of the house is it's about me, Martin, and kind of normalized things. Um, take out the dishwasher, being a normal <laughs> kid, have the kind of uh, upbringing that he needs. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's important to kind of keep that that separation between a work lifestyle and a and a home lifestyle, right? And so I'm sure, and you've kind of had to touch on that as well with with uh, with Benji, or has that been a different kind of conversation um, for him? It's been a little bit different because obviously we're in quite a small house, so literally everything happens that there is only one bedroom. So therefore, Benji, you know, works and sleeps in that same same room so it's very difficult to sort of separate it from that aspect um but yes i mean he he's he does he enjoys going out he meets still up with a lot of his school friends you know um going out you know just as a normal teenager would so he does get that balance he's not just in his room 24 7 etc so um as johnny said being able to normalize and still keep keep them on a level playing field um it is what it's all about really for sure and so um obviously you guys are, are, are doing a great job of it so far and i want to uh, you know congratulate you guys for having two successful uh, sons kind of accompany uh, the industry when it's kind of still kind of a hectic fledgling industry and so i'm curious um with it being such a new industry and with you guys kind of being one of the first you know uh not one of the first but you know the first wave of parents to really experience this what did you not expect uh as as someone who has a son who competes what was something that kind of shocked you about the industry um let's, let's start with ann here um it, as you say, it's, it, it is a fledgling industry, mm. um, especially sort of within the Fortnite world. Um, so everyone is learning at the same time. Um, obviously, some of the other esports um, tournaments are like League of Legends or CSGO or something. They're very set sort of in there. You know, you have a these are the tournaments that are taking part. This is where they're happening uh, for Fortnite. I think for certainly with Fortnite, it's the unpredictability of mm. things. Things happen really. You never know what is going to be happening maybe two or three weeks or months ahead. So, for example, just like the DreamHack Sweden, we got given two weeks notice that wow. it was happening. Um, you know, And then all of a sudden there's DreamHack Anaheim that we're going to in February, et cetera. But you don't get that... Um, that notice you know all of a sudden benji might come to me and say oh by the way i want to go on a boot camp for three weeks next week you know and it's oh my god we've got to try and organize going to frankfurt <laughs> or something so it's it's that really that unpredictability um that surprised surprised me a little bit more you, you literally are on your toes the whole time sort of uh racing around trying to juggle you know all these different events that spring up all over the place not just online let me add to that because mm. one thing that I didn't realize was the kind of more unpredictability around the practice because Martin doesn't even know if, if it's practice on evening. Does it start at six, eight mm. or nine? Because these practice, the, the, the pro practice tournaments, they are kind of, the scrims, they are kind of uh, announced like maybe 15 minutes before. Mm. So as a family trying to plan things, uh, with a pro player in, in your house. That's quite difficult. And as Anne said, uh, we had examples of, of tournaments um, being announced on a Wednesday for Friday. Mm -hmm. and we, had, we had planned to go away that weekend. 
Wow. <laughs> but you can't because so so planning has kind of reached another dimension because you, you plan around uh, our son as much as we can do uh, can with uh, with his um, pro play and everything, uh, but it's almost impossible to go away for a weekend mm -hmm. within Fortnite. Almost impossible. It's, there's always a tournament. It's always something going on. It's always something to, yeah. different to kind of focus on for for that week or that weekend. And, so it's hard. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not necessarily talking about Epic Games here because mm -hmm. they're also when Epic Games doesn't have their FNCSs and, and cash cups and everything. Uh, other other companies mm -hmm. announce a cup and it's a private cup and announced the day before. So mm -hmm. it's not a fun, but uh, it's uh, something to be aware of as a, as a parents. It's very unpredictable. The scheduling is a, is a little bit hectic, which is you know it's a you know you get third party tournament organizers coming in, yeah. kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's a, it's a very difficult kind of thing to schedule out in, in advance, especially when you know, like mm. you mentioned, Epic Games has their FNCS and they kind of have that a little bit more scheduled out. But for third parties like uh, you know like like Blast or somebody else who's doing a, a Fortnite tournament, it's a little bit more hazy in their scheduling, which is something you know as as a parent myself, I'm a new I'm a new parent. I just had mm. I have a one year old daughter, and and everything <laughs> has to be scheduled. Out for the week otherwise it, it all it's all hectic it's crazy yeah, so yeah. i i understand i'm 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 understanding now how you guys must be feeling mm -hmm. pretty much for the last three or four years and so yeah. i'm curious with that being said uh, what are some other things the industry as a whole esports as a whole still needs to work on you know in terms of uh player contracts in terms of financial literacy um in terms of you know scheduling what are things that the industry still needs to kind of come together and kind of rework a little bit for the benefit of all Let's start with uh, with Johnny here. I think the the, the player contracts uh, definitely could be improved mm -hmm. uh, because, at least from a European standpoint, being connected to U.S. companies, uh, the the legal side is quite a bit different from from Europe to the U.S. Mm -hmm. and the contracts are quite quite long, uh, a lot of points, and, and the, the most contracts I've seen is kind of in the favor of the the esport organization. Mm -hmm. uh, so so. Um, but I think uh, the two organizations I have um, experienced with, uh, Energy and 100 Thieves, they were good at meeting the players. Uh, like uh, in Energy, I got to talk to Andy Miller, who's the owner. Uh, my son was 14 years old at the time. Good conversation. Uh, and, um, and for 100 Thieves, uh, Jacob, which is a VP esports, mm -hmm. talked to us. Uh, so they're good at kind of reaching out and talking to young players. That, that's, that's, that's a plus. Uh, but the contract side could be improved, uh, uh, more understandable. Um, but I think they're working on it. Uh, so yeah, so, so that's that's the one side. Uh, for the industry, I think uh, there are still improvements to be made from Epic Games when it comes to announcing for tournaments, because as we said about planning family things, um, planning being with friends in real life, um, you get. You get these uh, announcements, but you don't get the time of the day, for instance. Mm. And it matters in a family, as you know. Is it 3 p.m. or is it 8 p.m.? Could you go on that, that movie or can't? <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of a detail level. But I think it's, there are improvements to make, uh, make there. For mm -hmm. sure, for sure, and obviously, of course, it's it's not just is it three p.m. and eight p.m. It's also is it you know Eastern Coast time or is it you know Central <laughs> European time? It's it, it's a, it's it's mm -hmm. it's a whole head turning event of just like which time zone we are we working with here. And so, Anne, I'm sure you mm -hmm. have thoughts as well. What what are things that the industry could improve on as a whole for from your perspective as a parent and, and now a content creator as well? Um, I mean, they to 
be fair, they are improving. I mean, mm. I, I would second, obviously, what, yeah. what Johnny yeah. has said about um, the uh, the contracts and things. But the esports organizations themselves need to work um, a little bit more with the parent parents mm. and the players. I, obviously, I know um, energy and obviously um, what I've heard about, you know, 100 Thieves and whatever from Johnny. They do work very um, hard with their parents with the parents and players, but some of the other smaller organizations maybe are not so good at doing that. So to actually reach out and maybe to support them a little bit more, um, to be able to offer them, you know, sort of if some more coaching um, and sort of like helping them with the mental attitude side, you know, if for some reason, you know, they've done badly in a tournament or they're not doing it just to be there to support them a little bit more, not, and especially when maybe they're um, a US um, org and mm -hmm. your players uh, are from Europe, for example, there isn't that same support structure necessarily in place and things. So um, that, that, certainly would be be quite helpful i know quite a few of them are, are starting to try and do boot camps now so mm -hmm. for example become legends have been doing some um even energy but th that is primarily in the the us obviously with the travel restrictions that's been quite difficult but we are actually going out to um la um at the same time as Johnny is, so in just over a week or so's time. So oh. uh, that would be quite good because we'll all be out there together and we'll get in to see the Energy Castle and things like that. So Very nice. So you guys will yeah. have a little reunion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. we haven't seen each other in life since the start no, of the no. Wow, but really? Since February 2020. Wow. Mm. So it's been a year <laughs> plus. I'm so sorry yeah, about working, that. We've been working online. Yeah. <laughs> like many of us have in that. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. And I just mm. want to say I love your Christmas decorations already set up and everything. They're perfect. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And so thank I'm sure you. you guys will have a good little Christmas celebration mm. of your own once you guys have a little reunion yeah. back in LA. So yeah. uh, guys, yeah. I, I want to thank you for coming on. I can't thank you guys enough. Of course, obviously, a book release uh, December, uh, November 25th. Uh, build mm. it like Benji Fish and Mr. Savage, the unofficial Fortnite esports guide for players and parents. And of course, let's go Benji Fish's Fortnite journey coming, of course, this holiday season. You can pick them up on amazon stores and book depository uh, depository excuse me so guys again thank you for coming on i really appreciate the perspective you've given us and i i hope you guys have a chance to uh, come together meet in person and, and have a good big old lunch reunion dinner whatever you guys want to do there it's it's, it's la is a, fan, <laughs> yeah. as a fun place so again thank yeah. you guys for coming on that'd be good that would be great thank you so much for having us thank you for having us thank you all right that is johnny anderson and ann fish Parents of Fortnite pros, of course, in the esports industry. And I'm Kevin Correa right here on the Esports Network podcast. <laughs>